0: Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. What? what, What's to say anymore here? What are we doing? You know, what are we doing here? What is this team doing here? How is? How is this owner, Jeffrey Lurie, how is he accepting of this? There's no way he is. I just know. it. I saw it tonight when they show him on camera there. Just utter disgust. And can you blame him? Can you blame him for being utterly disgusted at what he's seeing? What his money is buying him right now? I mean, this was like, the Eagles could have won this game tonight. The Eagles should have won this game tonight. Now, the final score, 23-17, is, is is a fake score. It's not. They got a cheap Hail Mary there with 12 seconds left to, to even make it that. But the Eagles should have won this game. They, they had, literally, if you told me going into this game, really Seattle scored 20 points. They were given three points because the Eagles went for it on 4th and 30 late in the game in Seattle's territory. So really, you held them to 20 points. I know Metcalf went nuts. But Russell Wilson was pretty much contained besides throwing the ball to him. i-i mean really, our offense was atrocious they were They put that defense on the field all night long. They had twenty points, twenty and, and it was hard for the Eagles to get to ten. Do you want to know the five reasons why the Eagles lost to the Seattle Seahawks twenty three to seventeen well Let's start right at 5. Let's start with Howie Roseman. Let's just look at him as a generality here, right? We watched this game tonight. Seattle had one guy completely dominate the football game. That will forever be you know something that, you know, us Eagles fans think about for the rest of our lives is the fact that, you know, DK Metcalf could have been a Philadelphia Eagle, right? But I mean, I also look at it and go, there's no way DK Metcalf would be doing in Philadelphia, what he's doing in Seattle, for obvious reasons, you know, I I just, I look across the board at what could have been, who could have been an Eagle, and this keeps coming back to Howie Roseman, you know, the uncuttable contract of Jake Elliott, who missed an extra point, by the way, tonight, shockingly, right, you're shocked, then you wonder why the Eagles go for two so much, people, like, that. that's better start coming into people's factoring, I mean, listen, we'll talk about Peterson a little bit, but I mean, really, like, you better factor that in. I I might go for two every time if I was him, too, because our kicker is atrocious. But fourth reason why, speaking of Howie Roseman, Jalen Rager. I put him as four. You know, he had that touchdown pass. That was late in the game. It was very late. It was on the, I believe, the touchdown drive, or uh, the touchdown drive, the the fourth down fail drive. It was. Before we failed on that fourth down when it was 20-9, to Once you know, he had... Probably about seven decent throws tonight, which is completely ridiculous considering he threw the ball 45 times, but seven times where I thought he threw pretty good passes, one of which was to Rager in the corner of the end zone, and Rager just misjudged the ball. I mean, listen, I said it to everybody. We've got to be relaxed on Jalen Rager. You don't know what you got here. You, you know, it could be better, and I'm not saying it can't, but my God, this this is looking like Justin Jefferson every week. It's just every week, and again, would Justin Jefferson be doing that in Philadelphia? No, for obvious reasons, but just Point being here is, you know, the, the the blown screen that everybody looked at and thought Boston Scott, you know, missed the screen. It really wasn't Boston Scott. Peterson after the game said it was it was Jalen Rager. That was a screen designed for the wide receiver on that third down, and Jalen Rager did not come out, and that's why Wentz was sacked. One of the few times where you could say Wentz truthfully had nothing to do with the sack. He did he, he, there was nothing he could do. It was a, it was a screen. Looks like it would have worked, but Rager was there. That the miscues like that, that can't happen. Third reason why? Big play Slay, baby, Darius Slay. I mean, this is why we got him, right? And again, I get it. Stuff like this is going to happen, games like this. But I mean, my good gosh, D.K. Metcalf, 10 catches, 177 yards. I mean, not all of which were against Slay. I believe it was 141 were against him. But point is, Darius Slay could not stand up to D.K. Metcalf tonight. It was just, he had good coverage on a couple passes, too, where it was like Metcalf just went over the top and made plays. Unbelievable watching that, that guy play. And then, you know, Slay, though, but very early in the game, getting in the pushing match, the, the third down. It, it benefited the Eagles because Seattle ended up not getting a fourth down. But point is, you know, losing is cool because DK was getting in his head and Malik Jackson, same thing. There was a lot of undisciplined plays from the Eagles, which leads you to the second reason why Doug Peterson, because there's no accountability on this team. He he holds nobody accountable. Like Jackson and Slate probably should have been pulled from the game for being stupid there at the beginning. At least at least shown some type of discipline. But Doug Peterson, he, this this is what his job's on the line. And this is what we produced. This was the offensive game plan. Now don't get me wrong, there was some opportunities here tonight. And the the he's not the biggest reason we lost. I'll talk about the biggest reason. I mean it it's the same reason like it is every week. But Peterson's just I mean, we had no idea, not attempting to run the ball with Miles Sanders. And again, I get it. People are going to get mad at that. But I mean, Seattle is the 32nd ranked pass defense in the NFL. They're like historically bad. But I I just looked at Peterson. I mean, I know people are going to be mad about the fourth down call, and they should be. That fourth, he should have kicked the field goal there. I mean, now, again, maybe he doesn't trust the kicker. But I mean, if you can't put the kicker on the field to make a field goal inside of 40 yards, then we got a huge problem. And he did make one earlier. So it it is what it is, but they should have kicked the field goal to make it twenty to twelve. It's just stupid. He he he's trying to play like next level. Now here's what I will say in defense of that fourth down play: uh, it was wide open over the middle. Richard Rodgers was at the stick for a first down. It was a it was a gimme. That's what he's playing with though. Now is he giving up on the team or is he just giving up on this player? But Carson Wentz has no reason to be playing the entire game. Like, it, it's clear and obvious at this point. Jalen Hurts, I thought, was going to be a big factor. That's all you heard this week. He's going to be more involved. Jeffrey Lurie has given Doug Peterson the referendum to, to play Jalen Hurts more. And Jalen Hurts comes out there, and you hear he's going to play a play or plays without Carson Wentz on the field. And finally, in the second quarter, right at the start of it, you see Hurts enter on a second down. They get a five-yard penalty for a false start, of course. and you know. But then the very next play, he throws a great pass, a great quick pass out to Je- uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and then he's out. And he never threw the ball again. He came in one more time for a read option with Carson Wentz on the field. That went nowhere, and that was it. In a game where Carson Wentz was playing absolutely atrocious football. By the way, he's the number one reason why we didn't win. It's Carson Wentz. He's the number one reason why. He's been the number one reason why he'll continue to be the number one reason why. You'll look at his stats at the end of this game and go, oh, two touchdowns, one pick. I mean, really. It's the fakest stat line I've ever seen in my life. Think about this. It's a fake stat line. And you want to know what the exact stat line was? for it? This is fake. We're sitting here talking about a fake stat line where it's inflated. He was 25 of 45 for 215 yards. That's 4.8 average. He had two touchdowns, one interception, and a quarterback rating, a passer rating, aided by a Hail Mary of 73.9. He didn't even get to 80 with that Hail Mary. 73.9. He did run the ball five times. and had 42 yards. I mean, it's our leading receiver. Travis Fulgham, by the way, who played only 50% of the snaps tonight. Him and Alshon Jeffrey are now splitting reps. That's Doug Peterson. Going back to him at number two. That Travis Fulgham can't get on the field. Like, everything is salary-based. It's it, This is... Listen, if you were under the impression things weren't going to change at the end of the season or Doug could keep it... He's trying to get fired, I think, at this point. He has to be. Because what he did tonight it looked to me like that, that was a, a complete attempt to lose my job. And Carson Wentz is the biggest reason we lost. I mean, early in this game, he has Goddard. On Bobby Wagner, he underthrows him. Wagner makes a play on it. He has the double seams where he throws an out to, to Rager where it could have been picked off in double coverage, but he has Goddard and Ward on a seam with one safety. What a dream scenario. It reminded me of the play last year with Washington. If you say, you, you know what, how do you miss that? And I say that because last year against Washington, now he had it with Aguilar and Jackson. You'll say, oh, those guys can run. It doesn't matter. It's two on one down the field. He throws this ball to Goddard or Ward. It's twenty five yards easy. Then the best one was the scene where he had Goddard on a linebacker late in the game, on a go. He was it was just Goddard in the in the linebacker and he underthrew it so bad that it ended up being a pass interference, but that should have been a walk in touchdown. You gotta I mean really, he can't place the ball down the field. He had Jeffrey on a quick uh Jeffrey ran a great route. This is late in the game when they got the ball back after the fourth down. Like Jeffrey ran this like little, you know, stop and go, and he was wide open. He oversales him. Carson Wentz is bad. He's bad. And I feel sorry for him now. I actually have gotten to the point where again, I eh, I I'm not trying to sit here every week and just tell you how bad he is, but he is. And he's being let out to just be, it's like you're leading a lamb to slaughter here with this guy. He shouldn't be the starting quarterback anymore. We aren't going to win football games if Carson Wentz remains the starting quarterback. It's impossible. This was a winnable game. The quarterback took it. Cleveland, winnable. The quarterback took it. Washington, clearly winnable. The quarterback took it. New York, winnable. The quarterback took it. I mean, really, what do we want to keep saying here? The quarterback took it. The quarterback took Cincinnati. tie. the quarterback took it. He hasn't had a quarterback, a passer rating in the game. Passer rating of 100. Ten quarterbacks are averaging 100 in the NFL. We haven't had him get there once. And, And this is one of those games you're going to look back and go, that was actually one of his better games. But for a majority of the game when Seattle was still trying, he had 125 yards in the fourth quarter passing. No t- or with one touchdown and no interceptions. And by the way, that touchdown drive that he got at the end of the first half, go back and watch it. He literally runs the ball for 10 yards. They throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage for a majority of that drive. It's just screens. They ran the ball on a third and four for a first down. Then they drew up a great, an unbelievable play by Peterson where they fake the screen and have Goddard coming in on an inside route. And he throws a good ball there and gets the touchdown. But I mean... It was essentially like they were trying to take the ball out of the quarterback's hands, so he can't screw up. That's what we've done. That's that's what this offense has come to now. And again, I know people are going to criticize the offensive line here, and I get it. They did not play well. I'm I'm not going to sit here and try to lie to you and tell you that the offensive line was like this stellar unit tonight. They weren't. Obviously, they weren't. It was bad. But I mean, was it as unexpected? I knew they'd struggle. I mean, you got. Mylotta, Ciamalo, Kelsey, Peters playing guard, and Pryor playing right tackle. Of course it wasn't going to be ideal. But I mean, that's what we got. He holds the ball so long. like It's not like Russell Wilson didn't get hit tonight. It's not like we didn't put pressure on him. But he knows where to throw the ball. And I'm tired of hearing this stupid thing out there. Oh, well, we have nobody running open. We can't scheme guys open. I agree with you. We can't do it. But sometimes the quarterback has to throw receivers open. Sometimes you got to give a receiver a chance to go win a contested catch. That's the NFL. The defenders get paid. You know what I mean? They're not going to just let guys run wide open. This isn't playing rookie on Madden. I mean, Metcalf made some contested catches tonight. Oh, who could do that for the Eagles? Well, I don't know. Maybe that kid you picked in the first round, right? You better be able to. You picked him in the first round. I'm tired of hearing Carson Wentz has no weapons. There's no talent there. Okay, well if there's no talent there, we got to draft the G or uh, fire the GM, right? And I'm not saying you're wrong. If there isn't, you, you might be absolutely right. Then the GM's got to go. Like I said, they're broken at three levels. It's just evident more and more. Each and every single game, we are broken at three levels. The GM, the coach, and the quarterback are all broken. And it's like each week they have a crab shoot to see who could be more broken. There's no excuse that Jalen Hurts did not play more in this football game. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. This was an entirely winnable game. Our defense played really well. Alex Singleton played a great game once again. And my favorite thing is he was, uh, you know, people going, oh, he, could, he should be a backup still. Can't be that guy's a starter. He's a player in the NFL. And I knew this for two years. Think about this. I've been calling this. Anybody who's listening to my show here knows that I've been calling for Alex Singleton to play for literally two seasons. I'm not even on the field. I, I, I got this off of watching preseason tape. The coaches didn't identify that. Nate Herbig gave up two pressures all season. He had been the, the best lineman in terms of allowing pressures on the quarterback. He's benched. But those guys, like, you know what I mean? They had a Alex had to get a break of an injury to get to play and Nate for some reason's out because of this. It's like who who's judging who should play and not? Is it Doug Peterson's call or is it Howie Roseman's call? Because either or it's broken. There's no accountability. Doug's getting more pissed off every freaking post game. It's like of course you get pissed off. I mean, you think we're not pissed off, us fans? We watched Seattle play a, a D plus type game on offense. Their offense did nothing, really. I mean, this was one of their lackluster performances, and it was like a cruise control win. They were never in doubt. We had nine points in the game with 12 seconds left. Nine. They're one of the historically bad defenses in the NFL. Like, they are historically bad. We had nine points with 12 seconds to go in the football game. And people have, you know, they're trying so hard much to defend the quarterback. And and I ask these people the same question each week. Why? Why? What are we defending here? Why do you want it? Listen, I'm not doubting Carson. Like again, I don't want to rag on him. I, like I said, I feel sorry for him now. I know he wants to win. I know he's trying his hardest. The guy just don't got it. It's that simple. He does not have it. What more do you need to see? We're li- it's December now, and we're talking about the same exact thing week in and week out. Another inter like that interception. I mean, think about that. Oh well, Goddard was supposed to break one. It doesn't matter. It, that ball was picked every which way. It could have been picked anyway. He had all. By the way, the offense line you wanted to d- slam on. Well, he he had tons of protection there. He he could have went through his progressions. He's trying to throw the ball like, oh, that's a third down play they ran in the first half where they got a third down conversion, which, again, was shocking in hearing that words, right there, a third down conversion. But regardless, they they converted a third down what got her on the same play early in the game, and I'm like, or in the third quarter, and I'm like, okay. So what? He just went into, he just staring got her down? I mean, if you look at how it was set up pre-snap, pre, uh, the... Seahawks had their safety over Goddard's side. They had two receivers down low, one-on-one. He had Richard Rodgers walking wide open across the middle of the field. He missed Greg Ward on the first drive, wide open on a slant across the field. He doesn't catch the ball anymore, Greg Ward. Our wide receivers, our leading wide receiver tonight, Travis Fulgham, two catches, 16 yards. I mean... I know we all want to blame, and trust me, like I said, Peterson is right up there. I mean, they're in a contest each week, but the number one reason the Eagles lose each and every week is because Carson Wentz is just not good. And I feel sorry. I mean, it is what it is. I don't want to see the guy embarrassed. It's not like he's a bad person or anything. I mean, I just he's being embarrassed each week because he's becoming the joke of the league. it's it's just unbelievable to me that he's still starting a quarterback for the Eagles. And if the owner, if it is true that the owner is giving the coach the right to take him out of the game, and now the coach is just being defiant or whatever, well, one, that's going to be a problem for the coach, and if he wants to get fired, he's doing a damn good job of doing it. But two, it's also like, hello, like I said, when, when the Eagles picked Hurts, we know that came from, it, it wasn't the coach who picked him, I can assure you that. I thought there's no way that it's coming out more and more that it sounds like the owner picked Jalen Hurts as some type of, you know, get right for not picking Russell Wilson around early the year he came out. But if the owner is giving you the right to hook the quarterback who he's paying $32 million a season, now we got something real to talk about. Because that's Carson Wentz's best friend is his contract right now in terms of him playing. And they gave him every chance, every chance in this game, to stand. He played this whole game. He had nine points with twelve seconds left. He played the whole game. It's broken. He's broken. We're sitting here, and people are going to try to sit and tell me that this was one of his better games. His passer rating is under seventy-five. By the way, did you think Russell Wilson was all that great tonight? Truthfully, did you did If you didn't. Like, were you watching Russell Wilson and going, you know what, this actually probably wasn't one of Russell Wilson's best games. You know what his passer rating was? 102.9. 22 of 31, 230 yards, one touchdown. Their offense line, not too good. He took two sacks. Carson Wentz took six. But regardless, passer rating 102.9. By the way, that was a subpar performance tonight from Russell Wilson. That would have been Carson Wentz's best game this season by leaps and bounds. That is the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles. And it will continue to be the problem until he is on the bench. I'm so tired of every single week talking about Carson Wentz. Freak of the week. I'm going to give it to Alex Singleton. I really am. I'm just so impressed with him as a linebacker. He's getting better and better every game. He clearly could play. You don't even hear Nathan Gary's name anymore. It'd be unbelievably funny if Nathan Gary got cleared from IR and they took Alex Singleton out. I mean, then we I mean, it'd be like there should be riots for this staff to come out. I mean, like we we I it's unbelievable that they'd have to get rid of they'd have to fire everybody if that happened. Because they did it with Travis Fulgum. Another guy, we thought, oh my God, look at Travis Fulgham. We found somebody. Finally, got a number one type receiver. Well, now he's playing fifty percent of the snaps. That's the coaching staff. I love when they tell you, oh well, they know who to play. If 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 Jalen Hurts was showing anything in practice, then you know he he would play. You be, you believe that with this staff? The, the, with their track record of identifying talent, broken. Three levels. Freak of the Week, Alex Singleton. Derek Barnett, too. He played a really good game. Josh Sweat. You know, there there was some good guys out there. at The defense played Rodney McLeod. I thought a lot of the guys on the defense played really well. Geek of the Week? Well, it's his award. I mean, he gets the Geek of the Week every week. Carson Wentz. I just don't know what everybody's waiting for here. This was the ultimate get-right game for the quarterback. At home, I know there's no fans, and luckily for him there wasn't. But at home, against the worst passing defense in the National Football League, one of the worst overall defenses in National Football League history. Get-right game. He got right. 25 for 45. 200, and again... Over a hundred of those yards were garbage time yards given to him. Doug Peterson is going to lose his job come the end of the season. I, I don't even doubt it at this point. It almost is a guarantee. And I can't blame Jeffrey Lurie. There's no way I just watching him tonight, his facials in that in that press box. It just looked he looked embarrassed and I I get it. I completely agree. I totally agree with it. I was embarrassed. I had no hope. Seattle played bad and I had no hope. We're just so broken at every level. I finally believe he's starting to lose the team. I mean, take what you hear this week with a grain of salt because all the reports of Hertz was going to get more time, all this stupid stuff you had to hear. It was all fake. It was all fraudulent. Nothing changed. We saw the same thing. I'm sure next week when we play Green Bay, we're going to see the same thing again. Here's a spoiler. The Green Bay Packers, they have a good offense. And by the way, just so you know, when you tell me about, well, look at what Aaron, who does Aaron Rodgers got around him? Alan Lazard? Oh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, of course they drafted and developed him. What? Tanya, the tight end? Aaron Jones, fifth round pick? I mean, just saying. When you give the quarterback so much money, they gotta make some players around the better. They gotta help the team. Our quarterback right now don't help the team. You know. It's just it's so sad that this is what it's come to. We won the Super Bowl two and a half years ago. We're three seven and one. If, you know, on a personal note to anybody out there, if you own a pet, give them a big hug tonight. Especially for, you know, if you're a dog lover, I'm a dog lover. Their lives are just so short. Appreciate the time you have with your pets. Um. Trust me, they, <laughs> it goes quick. I want to thank everybody for listening to The New Norm. Root for Jalen Hurts to finally start playing.